Jesus, thank you for being with us in this second segment. We ask your presence with us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're uh, continuing on with the hands-on demonstration of the Adventist Church Connect 3.0 system. Uh, our audience has stayed the same. I don't know why you guys hung with me. No, it's good that you hung with me. We'll just continue on with your questions and showing you how to do things you're interested in doing. The first thing I'd like to do, and I should have asked everyone's names. Of course, I know you, Andrea. But you, what's your name, sir? Ron. Rod? Ron. Ron. Ron would like to be able to know how to put on the PDF of the church bulletin and have that updated every week. That's one of the things in the first session we talked about. It would be really good if every week you put your church bulletin online. And I'm going to show you how to do that. And this applies for anything you want to upload. It could be a PDF. It could be lots of things. Any file that you want to upload. We actually archive them because we have people come to us saying, when, when did Pastor Sonzo yep. preach us so we keep it, we keep it dated and This is, this is what uh, my church does, and they, they just, I, I looks like they don't keep them forever, but just put the newest one at the top. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to do it right now and show you. So I pulled off one of my church's PDFs, and we're going to make it like it's your church's this week, and you just keep doing it, okay? So... Here we are on the page called Camp Meeting because this is the page we created in this demo site for this training. And you can type whatever you'd like to type. You can easily add a weekly bulletin to any page. And let's say um, 2018 uh, was 16 the Sabbath, I think. I think Sabbath was 16. Anyway, you get the idea. Yes. However you would want to note the link text. Type the link text in. You could do it this way. You could be more, more English by saying June 16, 2018. You know, however, you, it doesn't matter how you want to link it. Type that in and highlight it. Okay? So this is how you make a link across the Adventist, uh, the 3.0 system. You highlight the text. And you can do these things with the text. You can make it a bullet list, a numbered list. You can bold it, italicize it. And this little symbol is a link. So I'm going to click that. I'm going to click that link. You could say, well, I, I want to put up a file for that. I don't want to link to CNN or some other place. But notice this little cloud upload link uh, icon. You see that at the very beginning? So I'm going to click that, and it's going to say, where do you want to pull the link from? I can pull from my device, from Facebook, from Flickr, Google Photos, Instagram, Cloud, iCloud Drive, Box, Dropbox, Gmail, or Google Drive. Wherever you have that image or that file, you can link to it from all of those places. Most of you are going to just pull it off of your computer, which is the top default. Okay, so I can select files by clicking the plus, or I could drag and drop. Everything you can do is drag and drop, almost. Can't think of a place where it's not drag and drop. Um, 
So I could take my bulletin file and just drag it onto this window, or I can click the plus and find that here's the bulletin that I pulled down from my church. Um, this is the PDF file that the bulletin secretary creates, and then she or someone else uploads that to the website. I don't know who does it, but this is how you do it. I'm going to go through the steps from the start. You type the text you want, you highlight that text, you get it highlighted here, click the link, go to the icon to the far, um, far left, either drag or drop or click to upload, select the file and click choose. Okay, so here is the file, and you could have selected more than one, but it's easier to understand if you just select one. So here's the file, and I'm going to click Upload. And now, in that time, it's uploaded, and this is the address for that file. And I have to push the checkbox to say, yes, I, that's what I want. I want to make that a link. This checkbox is kind of like the Confirm. If you do all of the steps and you don't confirm it, you won't have a link at the end of the day. You'll learn. <laughs> so you've got to click the checkbox to say, yep, that's what I want. So now it's already linked. See the underline there? And if I publish the page, here is that page, and the top one is what I linked, and there's the link. So if I click it, it goes straight into the PDF. Now, that's the only way you can put the PDF file in there by linking it. Oh, I'd hate to say only way. It's a best way. It's a good way. I mean, if, if say I don't have the computer that has that uh, file in it, I guess you might say it. See, I use my computer and I use use a church computer. Now, if I were to have my computer, I wouldn't be able to put that PDF in without having the one that's actually got the bulletin in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no other way of putting a PDF file in without making it. How do you, how do you, what program do you use to make the bulletin? I don't know what you mean. She could email it to you, and that would get it on your computer. She could save it to any one of those other services, like Dropbox or Google Drive or Facebook or, you know, the, those services on the side. You could pull it from those. But I think, now, there is another place, but you're still going to have to have the file. No matter how you do it, you're going to have to have the file to start the process somehow. The other place is media, and I think that's your, or no, somebody's question, was media. And you could, um, for, for some churches, and I'm thinking PMC right now, maybe bigger church, where they'll have, for Pastor Dwight, they'll have a high quality stream, a low quality stream, an audio file, a PDF of the questionnaire that related to that sermon, and maybe a PDF of the bulletin that relates to that week. So it's kind of a complex media milieu. 
And all of those things can be put in as one Sabbath media element with each item being a different asset. Kind of goes over your head, but that's another place where you could do it. You asked, is that the only way? There's more ways. Kind of depends on what you want. This is the way that is really straightforward, kind of the way my mind works, to say bulletin page and you list them and go to the one you want. But there's more than one way to get to Rome, so kind of depends what you want to do. If I didn't totally confuse you, you're lucky. So... <laughs> Um, you may say, well, how do I get rid of that file? You know how you get rid of that file? Is get rid of the link. Get rid of the link, the file's gone. Pretty simple, huh? This is the new way to do file management. Instead of, oh, I've got to delete the link and I've got to go to file manager and find the right one, but what if I deleted the wrong one? Now, you just delete the link and the file's deleted. It's really pretty now, simple. Before you deleted it, if you deleted it off your computer, it's still on here. That's right. Until you delete it. Yep. And delete and, and publish. Um, and there's also autosaved, so you can go back and, and bring something back from autosave. That's right. Okay. So by that method, then the, the backend sees it as a different file. So like if I deleted the original link and relinked it first, what would be What we did, because I can tell you're very technical, we followed Squarespace's lead. And if you've ever played with Squarespace, it's this exact way. Every page has an instance. You upload the file in two different pages, it exists in two different places. And it's uploaded two different times. And it kind of gets, I know it's, it's hard, to get rid of file manager, but in the website context, it just makes it simple. It just eliminates lots of questions. Either you link to it or you don't, and it's there or it's not, and it, it's pretty simple. And if you put it in multiple places, it's just linked four times, and that's fine, but... But each, each link is individual, so I can delete one of three, yep. one of four instead of three. That's right. The church has a Facebook page, so I've I wonder, uh, I would be glad, I want to answer a few more easy questions, but then if everybody's patient and interested, we could actually try to do that with your example, because I may run out of things to say, we'll see. But that may be a one-on-one -on -one thing where you and I work on it afterward and not everybody is as interested. We'll see what the, what the feeling is on that. I want to make sure I go through media uh, and show you that. Because um, that's going to apply to, to a, lot, a lot of you. It should work from <coughs> Facebook. Change something? Yeah. Or, or we broke something. So I'll, I'll look at that with you.
Okay, let's talk about media. And are you ready to go there? Any other question before media? For churches, I think media is a really cool thing. I want to see churches using media and putting media online. I think that would be really, really good. We've made it free, and there's lots of other free services out there like YouTube and live streaming through YouTube. I'm very impressed with that system. The camp meeting is doing live streaming through Facebook. Um, there's some negatives with what everybody, you know, anyway, the social media negatives, but getting it out there is better than not getting it out there. So I'm not going to focus on any negatives. Do whatever works for you. Put it on the website. Put it on these other social media. But you still want it linked on your website. You don't want to have, well, all the media is on Facebook, but you go to the church website and you never know where it is. You know what I mean? You want it connected. So um, my boys had a lot of fun. You may have heard of this, you may not have. I'm not pushing light unshackled. But they had a lot of fun. They went with Pastor Phil Mills and recorded things about the Reformation, and they put it online. I only am using this as an example because I know I'm not going to bring up something that's risque or questionable. So I, I'm going to copy the URL from YouTube. I'm just at the place where you could watch this episode. And I, do you see up in the URL line, I copy, highlighted that. I'm going to click Control-C. And I sure hope this works, because it should. And I'm going to come into my uh, edit window. And I'm going to Control-V for paste. And it doesn't work. A team of highly trained monkeys has been dispatched to deal with this situation. So this error is a, is a not... A simple updates error. This error is a, um, a YouTube error. That's really unfortunate that it didn't work. Because it should. Let me go to Vimeo. And um, I know what this is. This is an ASAP video, so I think that's safe. So I'm going to copy this URL, the same thing I tried to do with YouTube, and I'm going to come to our page and click Paste, and that time it actually worked, and it just brought that same video right into the site. Now you say, well, let's not have it be that large, then I can you know, make it smaller. That's right. We haven't actually um, we haven't uploaded it to the site. We simply have pasted the reference. So if I delete the site from Vimeo, that link will disappear on your website, or at least be broken. Um, so here it is, and I can click publish. And uh, I'm very curious what happened with YouTube because it, it, it's made to work on Vimeo, YouTube, lots of other services. But then you can play this 
you know, right from um, your church website. So if you're already uploading to these other services, all you need to do is copy the URL and paste it into the page. And um, like I said, I'm a little perturbed about YouTube, but it worked yesterday, so <laughs> I'm sure it'll work again soon. And you can put that right into your page, and it's called OEmbed. For those of you who are kind of techie and understand that. So if, it, you just, if you want 3ABN or Amazing Facts, basically the same way, right? If you want to just put that whole page on your um, site. Try it. They have to be OEmbed aware. Any site that's created with uh, Adventist Church Connect is OEmbed aware and would work. But and not uh, 2.0, we were able to link amazing facts. Yes, to 3 so 3.0, you can link to them for sure. I don't know if it'll be this kind of drag and populates the video window. <clears throat> you have to try it and see. Okay, now that's if you have the video somewhere else and you're going to simply link to it by pasting in the URL. I'd like to show you about the media collection for just a minute. I sent you a video. <coughs> okay. That, uh, it's a fun video. Daryl and I have sent about this. It may take a little while. Yeah. I'll check it again in a minute. I don't see it yet. Okay. So... In the media collection, um, you can have an overview uh, page, and it will describe uh, how many media items you have uploaded, how many you've um, page views for media in the past 30 days, and how many live stream video, uh, viewers there are right now. This uh, live stream works if, like Charlotte, you guys have a live stream. You can see the number of live stream viewers during the service by bringing this page up. So now it was always kind of a black box, like how many are watching, I don't know. This will show you the number. Uh, and if, it's, if it always reads zero, send me an email and I'll make sure it's connected to your streaming account. But that'll show you how many viewers are watching online. And you can bring up a viewer and it should go up one, you can turn one off and it should go to down one, stuff like that. This would go through um, Wowza uh, Media Streaming Engine. One of the instances it's simple updates. And so this, uh, that yellow box kind of does a ping to a specific media stream and says, how many people are watching Charlotte right now? And then... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting, yeah. Um, okay, so most popular and recent uploads are, are listed here as well. So if we go to items, so these are the actual items that are in this media collection. And at the top right, like all of the pages, whether you're adding a page, adding a form, adding a media item, it's the top right, and we'll click add media 
And so we can say, um, you know, June 16th sermon. Here we can add an asset, and you may only have one. You may only have one video file. But after you've added an asset, you have the ability to add another asset. And the example I gave earlier was if you do a video file and an audio file, under one media entry, you can have multiple assets, one being the video and one being the audio. Um, you can drag and drop to upload the file, or you can click this, and it'll give you this same window that we saw before about pulling that file from Facebook, Flickr, Google Photos, or simply uploading the file directly. I think so. I think so. To be honest, I haven't done that, but I'd love for you to try it and see how, and make, I'll make a little tutorial to make sure that easy if, if it's possible. I think it should be because I think Facebook considers videos to be files that are accessible to your account. I think. Um, so you can give the asset a name. Uh, you don't, if there's only one file you're putting in, then you don't have to put a name. But if there are multiple assets, you may want to say high quality video, low quality audio, or whatever, so that people know what they're clicking on and that they get something that makes sense for the different assets. You can put in a description, a cover image. You can select a presenter if you want to as well as uh, choose a sermon series. Say if, if, if you or one of your pastors loves to do sermon series, you can have them kind of collected a group of five sermons into a series and group them by a series as well. I don't have a media item to show you, but does this make sense? This would be the way that these entries were made. So these are like weekly sermons. Is that okay? You'd probably just need to try this and, and you'll, you'll like it. I, I, I love it. Putting the media in the media collection or putting a form or a gallery into the collection doesn't automatically mean it's going to be displayed on the, the public end of the website. So I want to show you that, and then I'll go back to questions. So I'm going to go to the public side of the website, and here you see online media. Online media, this is a dynamically built page that is pulling from the media collection. So you can sort by name or date. You can choose the different kind of presenters, and if you have multiple presenters, you could filter by the different presenters, or if you had sermon series, you could filter by the sermon series, and here you see the two Josephs are listed instead of the other items from other series. And you can change the way that the page view uh, comes across, and it remembers that from session to session. So this is how 
the media items could be displayed on your site. You can also add a media asset, and this may go back to the question, um, say if I add media, and I can give it the title, I can add an asset, I could also put in a file upload or external URL. The external URL would be, I've put it on YouTube or I've put it on Vimeo and here's the URL, instead of having to upload it twice, just link to it and it'll be linked and, and sorted and all of the advantages of the media collection without having to copy the file all over the place and upload it multiple times. And I know this will work to the, the um, video if you just take the URL for the video and put it in here. Be interesting to know if that other way would work too for, you know, copying the asset. Okay, was that, was that clear as mud for media? Try it. If you have any questions, let me know. I, I love talking. I, I'll, Depending on which one of us is putting up and in the linking, it would be nice to have it be always on. Yeah. And I think we're going to try that. <coughs> so you'd want the, instead of uploading it here, you'd want to link to the URL for YouTube and Vimeo. Well, that's what we're doing, but I think we want to actually embed it and put it on the site. Yeah. Through that. Because that way we know we're not getting advertisements. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's another question that you might have? I have a layout question. Okay. I didn't really show you themes at all. So let me talk a little bit and then let's go to your question. <coughs> so right now we're using uh, this demo site is using a theme called Alps, Adventist Living Pattern System. You can also choose um, any of these other designs to be for your website. And choosing a design doesn't mean it's going to look like this. It can look completely your own. It's just this is kind of the shape or the structure of the site. And all of the images can easily change. I'm going to choose, um, we could do any of these. Let's choose Obsidian, just for fun. And I'm going to set as live theme. One of you mentioned at the um, break that you kind of got mixed up between editing your site in theme preview and not. And I've actually gotten twisted up in this myself a time or two. If I preview the site, watch what happens. I can take and have my site be previewed inside the editor, but no one can, the site hasn't changed. This, this is like just a preview for you. But in the preview, you can click around 
inside the, say, you're kind of like trying the garment on and saying, do I like how that feels? And you're kind of looking at your sight in this other look, but it hasn't been made public yet. The, the challenge can come is if you click around and you visit different parts of your site, in some rare instances, you can actually start forgetting that you're in the preview and start trying to edit your site. And that kind of mixes things up a little bit. You'll say, well, why don't I see my edit up here? And why isn't there a create? And, you know, I can go to different parts of the site. So I just caution you, when you're in preview, look around and then close the window down and don't try to edit your site in a preview mode because that's kind of confusing. I'm going to set this as the live theme, which is the second button there. And that is now the live theme. I can preview and customize this theme called Obsidian. <coughs> Go to themes, preview and customize. And I think what's happening is there's a sidebar that isn't fitting in this projector's window. So let me do it another way. So see here, you see that the theme is Obsidian and I can go to the home page and it has changed, the look of this site has changed for everyone. I'm going to click edit <coughs> and notice when I, I mouse over this slideshow or this carousel, there's a little edit pencil. I can click that pencil and actually edit the slides of the carousel right on the page that they came from. So I, instead of saying slide one, I can say, happy Sabbath, exclamation point. Well, we know that this is going to be coming up this weekend. We're going to have a special High Sabbath. I believe Doug Batchelor is going to be giving this, the presentation. We can have this activate on a specific date, this part of the carousel. It might be a little strange on Monday to say Happy Sabbath, and, but you might want to advertise the fact that Doug Batchelor is coming. Anyway, you get the idea. You can set the date to start this part of the carousel, and you can set the date to stop this carousel. So some churches, our church has done it for a couple's weekend around Valentine's, where they actually had an RSVP and they wanted to advertise this event. They started the carousel, and then at the day of the event or the next day after the event, they had it turn off because there's no use advertising the event that has just passed. And this could do it automatically without you having to remember to do it at the day. Just put in the dates ahead of time, and when the date comes, it just disappears on its own, and you don't have to be like, oh, it's been two weeks, and that's been on there advertising. And the event was three, you know, two weeks ago or whatever. 
Yes. selecting from a drop down you have to actually type address in would you like it to be the select and and then and, the, and then the other thing that happens there is i found out when you're naming pages you got to make sure you don't leave blanks or spaces he said because i was i was typing what i thought was the address but when he got a hold of me it was because i had i had named the page two separate words he said you got to put mm -hmm. some character in there or it can't read it so mm -hmm. that's we did it this way, and I wonder if we could do it both ways. That's an excellent question. I'll bring that, your point back up to the team. We did it this way because you could link off-site, and it, you're not bound to the page list. If you wanted to link inside the site, then what I would encourage you to do is... Um, I'm going to close some of these windows go to the actual page, like say we want to link to ministries or maybe children's ministries, go to that page and then pick off that link by copying the whole thing. That way you don't have to try to remember the path because it kind of gets complex to remember. See, there's ministries slash children's dash ministries. What I would do is just take that whole thing and copy it and then put that in for the link. Just paste it in. And I'll ask the team, because I like feedback about whether we could do both, an outside URL or a page list like you're used to in other places. And here you can link, open link in new window or not. Um, so you kind of have that choice as well. So if I click Save, and then I click close, notice that it's automatically changed to what we just uh, typed in. How about this section? How about these little cute buttons in here? Well, if I click edit, it also has that, that little pencil. So I click that, and here are the elements of those buttons. So it's just this, as simple as what I just showed you. Uh, you could go and edit or delete any one of these, or add another one if you wanted. And I got a question on that page too, if I can. Yep, this is excellent. If you've got this page created, now I'm making a new page, and I pick that same theme for my new page, those buttons are the same as they were on this page. Yes. And you can't change those for each page, can you, once they've been set? You can't at this point. The idea was that you'd only have the homepage uh, template used once, and so they're kind of hard-coded. But you could make another page and use an article or open or some right sidebar or left sidebar layout um, right now. That's the way it is. This little circle is kind of interesting, um, and I'll just describe it a little bit here. Some pages will allow you, uh, if, you if the person visiting the, the site has a small phone versus a tablet versus a PC, the picture may be a different aspect ratio. 
And sometimes the most important part of the picture is outside of the aspect ratio. If you drag and drop this little circle onto the part that you always want displayed, it will choose an aspect ratio around the circle. So that if you have a person, let's say this is just a nature scene, but let's say that there's the church and the pastors over here at the side. And you don't want the pastor on a different aspect ratio, like cut in half. You could put the circle onto the pastor's face, and no matter what, he will be whole in the picture. And if something <clears throat> has to be cut off, it'll be the edge of the church, not the edge of the pastor. That, you understand that concept? So that's what that circle is. <clears throat> and almost all of the places where there's a picture... You can go into edit mode. You can drag that focal point around. And it's helpful for mobile devices that may change the aspect ratio. Okay, so notice that the same content in our site has been wrapped with a different theme. This black kind of obsidian theme. You can change themes and the content of your website still stays the same, no matter what look you have. Now that was all an introduction to themes, and I think that there were some other questions, perhaps, related to themes. So I'm gonna choose organic as the live theme, and then we'll go to the home page. So this is the theme the theme buttons, and then the same content that we had before, now listed in the organic theme. Did, was there a question earlier about themes, or did we answer it? Or have, uh, did I make you forget it? Somebody had a question on themes, and I jumped there. Okay. Okay. Yes. What would you? What would you? Yes. So you, we would go to settings, <clears throat> and name, and contact info. There it comes. And so for yours, what, I don't know exactly how you'd want to brand yourself, but let's say it's that. And we'll click Save here. And then we'll go back to the home page. And so it'll, it'll put your info in there. If it's a really long name, I don't know what we do. I think we... Truncate some, I don't know. It works for yours <coughs> because you're not the first Berean Fellowship of Everlasting Hope, Seventh-day Adventist Church. You know, there's some names that are just huge and I, they won't maybe fit real well in this little box. Possibly. And for sure, another, the another uh, theme oh, would, would yeah. maybe 
maybe even be better because some themes, they, the title can wrap all across the top. This one, we didn't design this. It's from the Adventist church and, and that's the way they made it to the name and the logo stick together in that box. But yeah, other themes do different ways. So you could run it all the way across the top. <clears throat> Good questions. That was, did that answer all of your theme question? Um, Let's do it right now. I'm looking for what... Trying to think how I would do that. So I've made, I've made a one column. See, but what I'm not getting here is I'm not getting the black. Um, there it's a little strange because it looks like a button let me let me show you guys what that looks like so i can highlight this i can go to the styles and i can choose button um And so I could save that. The problem is it looks like a button to me. I don't know, what do you guys think? If I go to, um, I'm gonna disconnect from the screen for a second. If I go to themes and preview and customize, you see on the screen here, there's that orange, the secondary color. I could set that secondary color to be some other color, say purple and publish it, and then if I come back to that page, let me see what happens. Camp meeting, hmm, still yellow. Um, I've seen the kaleidoscope effect. I don't 
know that what you're suggesting is that bad. Um, I wish I'd screen captured some different things. I don't think it was from the Michigan conference, but some things were. Have you ever seen, like, I, I hope no one would do it now, but like every sentence was highlighted in a different color and we don't, that just doesn't look good. I don't know, Mickey. I, I'm not really liking the contrast on this and the buttons are a standard color. And I went and I thought I changed the standard colors. Let me, let me talk about that. I don't know how many people want that. Um, but obviously you do and maybe others do too. I'll have, to, I'll have to see if there's an easy way. The thought that comes to mind is we could create a custom style and then it would show up in that window, that style window that would be the like the button text, but it would be the colors you'd want to be standard. And maybe I should show you guys a little bit about... Um, this is at the risk of scaring somebody, but if you know CSS, which is Cascading Style Sheets, you can click this little custom CSS link and it will give you a box in which you could say, make the background of this class, this, this style, dark and the font face to be cream or whatever you wanted those two colors to be. And then all you'd have to do is select that, like the button style. It would be this kind of style, that whatever you created in this window, would apply to that style if you selected it. I probably lost you, Mickey, but... Yeah, I, I basically got the idea. You can, you can do something custom here. Once you did it once, you'd have that button, it's kind of like a button style, and you could apply it, you could use it more than once. Okay. If you wanted 40 different colors, then you'd have to do it 40 different times. Now for this, it looks like what you want to do is, um, I don't know why, see this is an example someone asked earlier about how to make this picture smaller. Yeah. So you did it here. Yeah. And hers is supposed to be the same size. And probably... I just set it to be small. That's what I found. It doesn't matter what size of image I use. Oh, it always comes into that same space on the page. Yeah, now, I don't know why hers is different than his. On this, what browser are you using there? Safari. Okay, I haven't checked it on Safari. 
What I just did is I set it to small and she became more like his size. And I think the other part is Elder Mitchiff has some text and she didn't, which made it look a little different too. Right. right. The secretaries generally do not have a violin book. Would you save that change? Do you mind if I save it, Mickey? Oh, well, please. The reason I ask is I just wanted to make hers is slightly bigger, but not, not as pronounced as it was in Chrome. That looks more even to me. Refresh yours in Chrome and see if it looks the same or better. So what I did is like small, yeah. small. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to check that. But you see the black box at the bottom. If I could make that permanent and then I, all I have to do is swap the picture, it would make it a whole lot easier. I have to go into my template and move a picture around. And there are always changes of secretaries and whatnot. And whoever follows me is going to have real fun trying to do that. I wonder, Mickey, if we should explore the image caption field. Do, do all of you mind me just playing for a minute here? I'll take you along with me. But uh, let's go to camp meeting because this is our scratch space. I'm going to edit this page. I've showed you about the video, so I'm going to delete that. And um, let's put in a picture. Um, Okay, let's do it with this group. This will be like a committee. This was the North American division we met together last month. And um, so I'm going to click. Uh, it's still uploading. It's kind of a big picture. When it turns normal color, then you can go into the properties of the picture. Now I wish I'd chosen a smaller picture. Download. There it goes. Okay, so uh, I'm going to click Edit. And what I'm interested, what I'm thinking about right now is the caption field, Mickey. Yes. And I'm going to turn the caption field on and see, we could style the caption field maybe to be black caption and white text and have it be something that's more in text instead of baked in to the image the way you've done it now. Um, so I've, I've set this as the caption, alt text, and I'm going to show the caption and submit. I'm going to publish. So you see this 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 thing here. Yeah. So we could put in CSS with that little box I showed you earlier. 
to have that caption be black and the caption text be white and it would be connected to the picture in text. And probably in CSS, we could center it, because I think yours was centered as well. Now, this is an extreme example because it's a huge picture, but you get the idea where the caption could kind of flow with the picture and stick with it. Um, yeah, CSS is real flexible. So I'd be glad to check with that, and if I don't remember, because sometimes I get all excited teaching and I but touch base with crystal and ask that question okay. could could we do it with the caption image caption text to have the background be and black that'd be worth it'd be worth trying okay. and and better than baking it in as an image yeah. uh, Yeah, but this is this is the thought that I have that would help that. Okay, that's great. Great question. Anything else you can think of? I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about the transfer process. Okay. And ooh, we better quit. Time flies. So we were thinking 4.30. Okay. I, I was nervous. I was coming and going to blow through my next time period. Good. Okay. So let's say that you have site A in the 2.0 system. You've gotten rid of 2.0, so you're away from that having to worry. How about you? You're through? I, I think it's Okay. So so hopefully you'll be you'll be three fresh. Right. You you still have both. Okay. So this will apply to you and, and maybe you'd have the run this question by. Just now I applied Okay, good. Yeah, we're still in Good. So what I want to caution you about is when you, you will be given two sites, there'll be separate logins, there'll be separate everything, but your domain name from the site A will automatically transfer to the site B when you click the button inside site B, and I don't have an example of this, but it's on the dashboard, I think, it's on the dashboard. Oh, here it is, finish upgrade, see that? If you click that, uh, you're going to come to a confirmation screen. Are you sure? Does, I think there's a confirmation screen. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared to do it myself. But you will come to a confirmation. The problem is we don't read these things that come to us. And we just click the button. At least I do. Um, but that confirmation screen will say if when you click the next button, the old site will be deleted and your domain name will transfer to the new site and it's like that's, you're, you're done with the process. So don't do that until you're really done. 
because it will do all those things it says it will do. It will delete your old site, it will delete your old files, it will and, and move the domain name and, and you're like humming on the new system. So careful about that with right. with your experience as an example. Right. The old site has Thanks, some thumbnails too that you could put on to different things. Like after your site's under construction, you'd have a little moving icon where the new site does not have one. That's true. And and I, um, you could you could find one of those animated gifs and just drag and drop it. Should hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll look at that with you. But um, the best practice I know those are kind of cute, but the best practice these days is to not use a lot of those. Little animated things, and so. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that you're working on it. Um, so that's the process. You have until August to start the process. As long as you've started the process, like, uh, brother, you just clicked that, set me up the second site, then you've started the process. If you go past August and you haven't started the second site, then you're in kind of gray land, you're in, you're in danger land, where they may turn your site, your, your 2.0 site off without warning. I hope that they give you the chance to turn it back on once you realize what, you know, you've missed the deadline and all that. I th I'm sure they will. But um, start the process now, even if you can't complete it by August. And then they will give you another couple months of grace before which they're going to tell you you really need to finish this this transfer and, and get it get it done. Unless you check the finish yourself. And you check the finish yourself, then you've saved them the problem because the 2.0 site goes away and you're you're you're, you're live on the new system. So <laughs> Yeah. And and some of those sites may be better served by not having a dynamic site and having the 1.0 non-dynamic site. Do you and even interested in seeing that you all are going to be 3.0 webmasters, so it doesn't apply to you. But some of you from the office may be interested in this. Um, if you go if a site does not have their own website and does not have, if a church does not have their own custom website with some other provider and does not have a 3.0 website, once the 2.0 go away, the North American division will give them a very simple church website. And this is an example, the New Beginning, com the new beginning Company. It's a one-page website for every church across North America. You see it somewhere. Doesn't uh, Mission Conference do that anyway? Like you don't have a website? No, it's, it's North American Mission. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the one-page thing. You start looking for what's, what's 
such and such a city or a town in such and such a state or province, and they all look the same. Yes. Now, is there a place, to, there's not even a place to log in on this? I don't think so, no. Uh, there's a free website upgrade, yeah, okay. but that's the extent of it. But that would take you now to 3.0. That's right. So if, if the site, if, 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 you know, those of you in the office, if you have a site that really just, they've lost their webmaster, their young people have gone to college, they can't keep it up, this may be better than <laughs> something that's outdated. And so if they pass the August date, this is, would be something that they would come to uh, if they don't work on an upgrade. Well, I just heard that the uh, medical discussion conference in Central Canada, they lost their IT person. Oh. So they're not even, can't even update some of the things on their website for this year's campaign. Interesting. Yeah, fine. Tell, tell them they can have the free system and then not that you need two jobs, but you know, if, if they give you a login, you could help them from anywhere. I was just curious if something was incorrect on that, how would they go about doing the change? They wanted to keep that status study. Yes, that's a good point because there is some information here. There's the, um, the service times, there's the location, and sometimes little churches will move and there's a contact address, and, and those are pulled from the e-Adventist uh, data. Yeah. Every night we sync with e-Adventist and update all of, so it, the time is for e-Adventist to get into e-Adventist, and then every night we sync this fresh. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent question. And, and sometimes the map isn't right. Have you ever noticed that? Um, and that's. Yeah, but some of the offices said they were going by the map to go to a church and. Never get there. They got in the middle of the cornfield. Yeah. So that's another thing. If, if, if it's updated in the Adventist, then it comes updated here too. And I'm not pushing the 1.0, but I just want you to understand where that data comes from. And, and, and some sites, if they're not going to update it, this may be better. Um, than, than something that's 10 years old or, you know. Okay, if, if they get kicked out, how do we apply for the 1.0? It'll happen automatically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, uh, what happens is it's kind of a fallback. So don't be confused by this, but every church has a 1.0 site. It's just that you never see it if there's another site registered, so when we remove 2 .0, this comes. This comes up. Yeah. But it'll probably come up with, if, they, if they've gotten a special domain name, it's going to be uh, Adventist Church of yes. Charlotte 22 at. It, it'll be the domain name that's assigned. Yes. Now we can, uh, we, it, it'll take. Once they get downgraded, that name kind of just is going to be floating and disconnected. But it won't happen for Charlotte, but let's 
say it was. It didn't have you guys helping Charlotte. Adventist Church Connect can take the domain name and attach it to a 1.0 site. Okay. That's the, the only customization it can have. Otherwise, you need a 3.0 site and really work with it. But that, that is allowed. The, the domain name can connect. Okay. If it goes to the downgrade, the you know, if, if kind of they go absent without leave and they don't notice all these warnings and they, they, they kind of get deleted, the 1.0 will show up, but the name won't be connected. But you from the conference could connect those to the 1.0. And, and you had a thought or question? Yeah, it might be slightly off, off a bit, but um, in July, uh, from 1.0 Excellent question. Every site has a certificate. Uh, the 1.0, it's kind of hard to see, but there's a lock. Okay. The lock will go away. Um, the way the internet has been in the past is if it was secure, it showed the lock. The new way is everything is assumed to be secure. They take the lock away in, in July. They take the lock away and they put up this big ugly banner if it's not secure. So the assumption is kind of flipping from, oh, this is a special site. It's secure to, oh, this site isn't secure and it should be. So, you know, So the lock will go away but everything has to be secure. So right now the 1.0 are secure, the 3.0 and the 2.0 actually are all secure. Um, Wonder why. Well, go to 3.0. I guess that's a that's a kind of a lame suggestion. Well, no, it's not I mean we're going to have to do anything. Yeah, but the um, if you park your domain name on the site, it should have worked for the 2.0. Do you know if it's a domain forward? I could look on. I could work with you one on one. But if the if the domain is actually parked in the site, so the site knows about the domain, then we will apply for an SSL cert for that domain automatically. Yeah. So forwarding would be probably something that will have to go away and just park it right on the site. Good, excellent question. Yes, this is a big, the, the world is changing for security and I think it's a good thing. There'll be more and more services that are being required to be encrypted. Um, not that church services and church websites need to be encrypted, but why it's important, I mean, just because we're not offering state secrets or something like that, but the public internet, like the Google search engine, is saying, if your site is not secure, we will de-rank your listing in the search engines. 
meaning that it will be more difficult to find your church by typing in your Charlotte Adventist Church. You may not even show up in the listings after July if your church is not SSL. So they're really putting some some muscle into this SSL question. Um, one other thing I just thought of was there's a way you can get your site uh, found faster by putting different words in your site for Google search. How do you do that? I guess? The uh, I believe what you're referring to is meta tags and um, the meta tags are controlled by your site name, your slogan, and um, the content that you put directly into the site. Say, say someone's looking for uh, VBS, mm -hmm. and you've got a VBS page on your thing, dates for VBS. How can they find your church for the VBS to go right to your church for that? There's, there's, there, in the old 2.0 system, there was actually a box where you could type things in. In the new system, it's just the content that's on the page. So it's still search engine friendly, but you don't have to do a separate box. What the search, this is maybe a little bit off topic, but it'll be interested for those of you who are techie. What the search engines started doing is saying, People are trying to sell mousetraps and they're putting in their little search meta tags all kinds of hits that don't relate to mousetraps to draw traffic to the site. So they actually stopped using the meta tags that way. They would just want you to talk about the product and that's what they're indexing. Does that make sense? So by the, by the giving the page title, VBS, that increases it in the search engines, the term VBS, if you put VBS in the page title. And then talk about VBS in the page. Like, for this year, our VBS will be about the creation theme. Well, that, that word VBS in the content then registers with the, with the search engine. Or if you want Vacation Bible School to show up too, you put both. That's right. Put put one in the subject and another, you know, write it out, or, or even be intentional and say VBS parenthesis Vacation Bible School, and then it'll pick them up both up. And or uh, Vacation Bible School at Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Then if anybody is near Charlotte, doesn't Google try to area yep. connect? It does. Well, won't they won't they call out the Charlotte though, and so it'll show any Charlotte. But it would be VBS, so it'll it'll connect all the terms. We have a problem with North Carolina. Oh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. We need to put Michigan in ours. And the person searching may not remember to put the Michigan, and then they may get things from Charlotte just because it's a bigger town. The other one. Yeah. However, <laughs> also, if they're allowing location awareness, yeah. it's not It's getting better. It's getting better. Well, this has been, yeah, this has been a really fun class. I, 
I hope I haven't scrambled your minds. I'm not the best presenter, but it's been fun for me. I've really enjoyed our time together. And I hope what I've given you, what my goal is that you can see that you're not going to break it. And generally, it's pretty easy. You just type and you drag and drop. Okay, one more thing that they probably need to learn that I didn't learn. I called Crystal almost in tears because somebody had inadvertently done something on the conference website, Julie. And we lost a bunch of stuff. And she said, Vicki, left-hand corner, click on that. How long ago was it? I said, nine minutes ago. She said, whatever. Can you show that? Yes. Because I think, I just, oh, what a relief. Because we can go backward uh, if you delete the wrong thing. So, so see, I deleted that form about the lawn mowing. And I've got, I put in this picture and we did the caption. We've done several things and I've intentionally deleted things and saved them along the way. Well, look up here. We've got editing camp meeting and we're looking at the published version. But there was a version 21 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, and an hour ago. So let's just play with each of these. I'm going to click the 21 minutes ago. Okay, so that is similar to the one that's published now. Let's go to 30 minutes ago. And here, remember we, we looked at that video and the video insert. So now I'm gonna go back an hour ago and that was video insert. And about an hour ago, here we did the, the demonstration with the bulletin link and the one before that. This was my gibberish, the map, and the form. So we, you won't, the public won't see all of this, but you can have the comfort of mind to know that there's an unlimited archive that you could go back to if you ever needed to. So you don't break it. You know, that's the, that was the key. Even when you log out, it stays. Yeah. And we went back. Julie was happy. I was happy. <laughs> that's an excellent thing to show. And there's things that I have not shown. I've, I've glossed over the idea that you can protect a page. Let's say you put a, a church directory on, online. You can protect that church directory with a, a login or a password and so that the public can't get to that page, but your members can. And since I mentioned it, I'll just briefly show you how to do it. I'm going to click Show Settings. I'm going to click Advanced, and then Access, I'm going to click, uh, unclick Inherit Permissions, and I can type in a password to protect this page, or I can require a certain user level. <coughs> and you can assign these user levels to individuals if you make them a login. So you could make all of your board members a certain user level and assign a board meeting page to that user level, and then they'd have to log in to see that page if you wanted to do that. I'm not saying you do, but there's more things <coughs> that I've just kind of glossed over because not everyone needs it, and I don't want you to walk out like swimming that this is complex. So. And we use this for uh, employee information on our website. 
for our pastors. We have forms that they have to fill out that the general public has no need to see. And a pay scale, for example, they don't need to see. And they have us log in for that. Uh, yeah. All employees of Michigan Conference have a login, their username and a password. So very helpful. Well, you guys have been a great class. You've stayed awake. I don't know how you did it, especially right after lunch. That was hard. Can we close with a word of prayer? And then if anyone has any individual question, I'm glad to, to go through that with you too. Well, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this chance to be together. I pray for each of the churches represented here, that you will help their church website, that you will give them energy and the ability to make this transfer, and that they will be able to keep their website updated uh, through this hopefully easier interface through the coming year. Guide us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.